combat diva. Hey! Yo, welcome back to the Combat Divas Podcast. This your girl TG. And your girl Tanisha B. And we are back, 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 back for another episode. And uh, we actually have a special guest today in our studio. Um, very, very calm to our extreme excitement. So this will be <laughs> exciting. I can't wait to talk, or can't wait for you guys to hear from him. Uh, we have uh, here today a experienced therapist working in the field. He's been working with gunshot victims. He's also worked with substance abuse patients. Uh, and he's also in the works of building his own practice. And I can't wait for you guys to hear a little bit more about him. We're going to kind of pick his brain a little bit when it comes to relationships and, and things of that nature. And um, we have been excited. We've talked to him already a little bit back and forth and picked his brain. And this will be great. I cannot wait. Tone. What up, Introduce what up? yourself. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. We are so happy to have you here today. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Um, divorced. I've okay, uh, been divorced about, what, four or five years? <laughs> yeah. You can't write in. Divorced. You, you can't write in. I'm divorced. Like, I'm going to go right for us. <laughs> I'm gonna get all this out the way. Anyway, I'm divorced. That was, that was unexpected, but go ahead. It was so unexpected. Uh, no, because it's been it. a lot of growth. You know what I'm saying? Being yeah. by myself, it didn't. Um, it has been a lot of growth being by myself. I say, well, like, what got me into therapy is like I needed therapy for myself, mm. and I felt like I couldn't. I was struggling to relate to somebody, so it was like I was really just when I was like searching for different modalities, whether CBT, I was looking for something to help me mm-hmm. get through what it was that I was getting through. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, um, and I like that divorce. It was because it's like man, forcing yourself to sort of be alone and figure yourself out. Mm-hmm. Like it, it is, um, it is empowering and do make you like self reflect a lot. You know what I mean? So right, it is an achievement. I've learned a lot. I've okay, deserve I, an award for <laughs> for being divorced. I, I don't know. Did somebody throw you a party? No, no, no. no. <laughs> I was just alone. So you know, when I, I got divorced, when I got divorced, everybody was like, you know. They kept thinking it wasn't my decision. And I'm like, yo, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. Like, they kept saying, oh, it's okay. And I'm like, no, I promise you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm happy. Like, where no, I'm fine. Yeah. yeah. Now, how, how long were you married? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> no. <I'm laughs> no. No, no. Because I'm, I'm, uh, we were separated for so long. So, mm, if okay. we were married for eight, um, I say we separated at four Three or four years in. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. But didn't finally get uh, like officially divorced until yeah. some years later. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now you said the divorce was a pivotal part because you were working on when you, you were trying to figure out what you needed to work on. All right. And do you mind telling us a little bit about what you thought you needed to work on? Was it just how to deal with relationships or? I thought I needed somebody to um to like give me my peace and facilitate that speech that facilitate that peace versus like I am the source of it. You know what I mean? So it, you know, cause it's crazy because like we're good now. Like I feel like we're better now, you know what I'm saying? As friends and co-parents than we were together. And it's like, now I'm seeing her for who she truly is versus I want her to fit a role 
I want her to fit a role of this is what I think a wife is. This mm. is what I think your response. This is what I think your role is. And this is what mine is. And she didn't fit my role because that wasn't her. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And now that I removed that role from her, I see her for who she is. You know gotcha. what I'm saying? And like now we mesh well. You know? Got it. Man. How, how old were you when you initially got married? Since you brought up the divorce. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm now all into it anyway. Right. Uh, <laughs> how, how, how old were you when you guys got married? Uh, 25. Okay. And so you could definitely say your values changed over time because at yeah. 25, you still had gender biases probably and stuff like that. Yeah. And then she was younger than me too. So she was like, mm. she was five years younger than me. So then it's also that that stage of development. And she was also developing then. She was also trying to come into who she was as a woman and as a wife and as a young mother. You guys had kids early? Yeah. Okay. So I, I could see... I can see how it happened Not <laughs> with that little bit of information. I can see being younger and growing into a different phase and growing into, you know, who, who you are meant to be or who you who you are growing into as you see the world through new lenses and et cetera. Yeah. Do, uh, do you think that it would have helped had you all um, sat down and had a heart to heart about expectations of what you all expected from each other within a marriage and being parents? Yeah, but uh, honestly speaking, I I think like sometimes we don't, I didn't know what my expectations was. Like Mm -hmm. I can formalize and articulate it now, Mm -hmm. like looking back, but like in the moment I thought, you know what I mean? I didn't see it. You know what I mean? So it was just like we could have, in my mind, I thought we did have those conversations, but I don't think I was as Mm self-aware, you know what I mean, of where I was. Yeah. I I commend anybody who who after a breakup or after something like that seeks real answers and seeks real help versus, you know, trying to, you know, reason to formulate, you know, negative kind of talk and, you know, ruin future relationships. Like I really commend anybody who goes to, to seek any type of help. And even though you seeking help went to you being the helper. So how do you, how does that have, like what role do you see yourself in now helping maybe even young men probably uh, get through these types of situations? You know, um, a lot of therapy is really just uh, you don't know more about that person than they know about themselves. Like Mm. a real good therapist, like, yo, all they doing is holding up the mirror and repeating your thoughts back to you and organizing. (laughs) That's it. You know what I'm saying? I'll be in session so many times. I'll be talking to people and they're like, oh, that was deep. I'm like, you said that five minutes ago. All I did was reframe it. You know what I mean? Because sometimes like we don't sit down with our thoughts. So like I look at it like all I'm doing is facilitating the space. You know what I'm saying? And it's up to people to really analyze themselves and then put in the work. Because sometimes we keep talking about it all day, every day, but we really don't want to change it. But it's it's just being able to sit down with your own thoughts and, like, really hear what your thoughts are. And, like, sometimes, like, the amb- the ambivalence about your thoughts and what you really want. But sometimes that's just really, it's really hard. Even when people say, uh, just write down your thoughts, write down your feelings. And sometimes we have a hard time just reading that shit back to ourselves. Yeah. Like, I'm like, all right, I already know I wrote some really deep shit, but I'm like, it's like to hold that mirror up to yourself. Sometimes it's just like extremely hard. So it's best for us to actually talk to somebody and then they say it back to us. And then we be like, oh, okay. And then you might go back into your notes and be like, oh, okay, I said that. But it's just, it's really difficult. Cause I'm like, I've had times where I'm like, I sit with myself and I, I still do that, sit with myself and sit with my thoughts. And then 
just not be too happy about my actions and things that I've said and things that I've done. And it's like, all right, this already said and done. So what do I do to be better moving forward? And sometimes it's just, damn, you just get stuck sometimes. Let's see, like trauma, when you go through trauma, your brain shuts down. Like trauma exists in the reptilian part of the brain. Like the front is the prefrontal cortex, yada, yada, with the rational thinking. And the middle is the hemo with the emotions. Like when you go through trauma, your fight, flight, or freeze is in the reptilian part of your brain. When you go through trauma, the only thing you're trying to do is survive. Like the only thing you're trying to do is really get through it. So if your brain hasn't, so a lot of time when you reflect back on your trauma, like it's you sort of get stuck because it's not logic. There isn't in like we always trying to rationalize an anomaly, you know, like a mother losing her son or, you know, what I mean, like tragic events. Like we always try and rationalize and give it like narration, like a purpose. And it's like, no, tragic. Tragedy is tragedy. Trauma is trauma. You know, what I mean, and it, it shuts down because it's not something that you should be used to. It's not something that trauma is something. Trauma is something that shouldn't happen to you. Like, whatever yeah. you define trauma is, is not a natural experience. Like, you should be messed up over yeah. it. You know and that's what I mean? why you end up carrying it with you for so long, Yeah, that trauma. Yeah. And then you don't understand it. You know, I work with gunshot victims and be like, tell me how you feel. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm in pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's scared. Like, yeah. her, I don't know. Yeah. Paranoid. And, and this yeah. is all too common, though, and is especially in our African-American communities. Where, you know, our young men are just too used to it, you know, so like we don't even process that as trauma at that point. We're, too, we're busy trying to normalize that trauma. Mm -hmm. So when we have gunshot victims and, and people get shot, I mean, they talk about it like it's an everyday people get shot every day, B. It's like, <laughs> no, they don't, though. Like, I think it's the part you missed it. So there's the I, maybe we we do try to rationalize and normalize and and, and all these eyes is trying to make make it normal when it's not normal. No, none of that shit normal. So that's a good point. I like the point about trauma because even for for me, trauma, I I'm I can easily forget things if that makes sense. Like I I'm a blanket out of my memory until like somebody say something and dig it up. But I'm very very good at I forgot that happened, and then I really mean it. Most of the time I do forget things that that has happened until somebody bring it back up, and it's still a vague memory. It's like oh, I don't really. It that way because maybe I painted it different already in my head to get through it yeah. and um, I think that's that's an interesting way to do it too now when you deal with gunshot victims is it like right after or is it like some time has passed and they no. have like, like right after yeah oh wow yeah is so, it part of rehab or something or? no because I, I work out of Stroja Hospital so like okay when you shot like everyone gets a, a therapist in the hospital everyone okay. gets so whether you for a car crash or whatever everybody gets one mm -hmm. but if you're a gunshot like they have a special program so that asks you then and there hey we got a program are you interested in it if they say yes then i'll go to their bedside and meet them and then i'll continue that treatment once they release from the hospital and go to their community i'll go see them at the house pick them up we go out to oh, eat wow. stuff like that that's very so, hands-on yeah so yeah. when you ask them like it's because it's so immediate when you ask them so how do you feel like <laughs> they real response to be like shit hurt motherfucker like that hurt. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm all right though <laughs> <Dang. You know? laughs> and is it mostly men yeah yeah and okay. i can i can uh, uh, men have a hard time in general i, I feel like articulating yeah. their express feelings it. until they figure out how to express their feelings and and not feel like it's a softness or a weakness um so that sounds like a tough job in general because 
I can't get a healthy man to talk well. So <laughs> I can't imagine how long it takes for a, a, a man who's been through something to talk well. Yeah. Even going through stuff. Let's get back to it. Because we yeah, brought you we, on here for the relationship portion. And <laughs> right, I, no, I was going to bring it. But, oh, no, go ahead. No. no what was, you had a final you had question. You had, another, you had another question. I was bringing up the relationship. <laughs> no, I mean, I was going to bring it. I was like, well, I no. do couples counseling as well. Oh, nice. We okay. need couples counseling. That's <laughs> 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 we, we have a communication. I'm sorry, we have communication <laughs> issues, and uh, I'm like, I'm always the one that's not prepared to be prepared. So, uh, but anyway, so no, it was funny that you uh, started off your introduction with divorce, which I thought that was just <laughs> was funny in the came in hot with it. Like, okay, I was like, well, oh, I'm Antonio, and I'm divorced. So <laughs> for our listeners, let you know like, yeah, that I'm my not attached, and I'm divorced. <laughs> I do not okay. have a wife i do not have a just in case i'm single like, <laughs> just putting that out there with that voice right the d the d came in real yeah. strong divorce like, yeah the keeps wet voice and everything like okay gave me whispers in the so, dark so no so what i'm saying so it's funny that you came in with divorce because um i had saw something on the internet and they were speaking in reference to how marriages and relationships have changed over the decades like, uh, I would just start as early as like, I don't know, maybe like early 1900s to where when parents, they had daughters, their main thing was uh, grooming them to be wives, grooming them to be someone's partner, someone's mother, homemaker, cook, and all of those things to the servitude of men. Everything that they, you know, as far as how they dressed, how they carried themselves, everything was to be married and just married off and have a family and that's it because back in the day women didn't have any rights they couldn't get a bank account they couldn't get a car they couldn't own a home they couldn't have a you know they couldn't have a job they couldn't do anything for themselves and everything was dependent upon having a husband to do all of those things for them so to have that gives the man all the power and the women didn't have any but then to fast forward to now to where I guess it started as early as when women started to have rights, what, like in the, I'm sorry, I don't know if I can get the time frame right, like 60s, 70s maybe, like 60s, 70s, when they were able Probably to- later than that. Yeah, to able to obtain jobs and have all the freedom and liberties that they have now to where women choose to have men, but don't necessarily need men for all of those things. They don't need men to- take care of the household because they can get their own home now. They don't need men to and, uh, serve up to a man because, you know, they can have their own bank accounts. They can have their own money. They have their own freedom. So now it's like men actually have to have uh, a personality now to where they don't just be like, hey, you woman there, marry me now and I take care of you. <laughs> <laughs> now it's like they actually have a personality and actually to be chosen you know chosen by a woman rather than a man always being the one to chose to choose the woman mm -hmm. so i just wanted to hear you know some thoughts in reference to that anybody anybody well i, I was gonna let tone take the mic no. but i do agree i think that i don't like to say it as though you know men have to get women to like them now because I don't think that's the case. I think women still have a choice, too, in the matter. Like, if they, you know, want to be with somebody or not. And it's not an obli obli 
it's not an obligation, I should say. It's it's because I chose you. I want to be with you as well. Mm-hmm. You know, not because you bought me off or you got all these things and now I want to be with you. It's it's a it should be a reciprocal love there. It should be a reciprocal relationship. And I want to be with you and you want to be with me. It's not like, you know, you Tarzan me Jane is more Oh, we, 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 we hung out, we kicked it, you know, we formed a relationship, we fell in love, let's do this, or have it, you know, it came about. And marriage doesn't even have to always be the end goal. I mean, everybody don't get married in this day and time. Everybody don't choose marriage in this no. day and time. Well, not, I mean, not... Sometimes couples don't even choose to live together no more. Well, I mean, well, not today, but I'm just saying, like, you know, back in those days, like, that yeah. was really not much of a choice. It was, it, they, but- it was a lot of settling. It's like, okay, I really don't like this man, but he has a really good job. He's a really good provider. He seems nice. But, I mean, a lot of people end up staying in marriages back in the day even though the man had alcohol problems and beating on them not and just back in the day extra marital affairs and all that other stuff and they and they still stay for security but let's not just say that women stay for security men also stay out of when, uh, back dedication in back in the day and now out of dedication to their family okay. out of you know I got kids with her I'm not going nowhere you know despite their own happiness happy wife happy life so I'm just here and I'm stuck and I'm miserable you know, a lot of men have gone through that as well. So okay. I, I, on the flip side of that, a lot of men have also made themselves miserable or allowed themselves to continue to be miserable, put a good at a family, quote unquote, and, mm. you know, decided not to have a family across town, but to stick with their, <laughs> you know, wife through all of the drama, through all of the, the murkiness, because they want they didn't want a broken home. For whatever reason, maybe they daddy one now, maybe they had a great dad and they wanted to be like their dad too. So Well, cause I mean a lot of like back in the day they had two parent households and you know, the man's role was to to be that masculine role to instill in their son, like, hey, this is what you do. You take care of your family, you you provide, you yeah. do this and this and that. So that's a lot of their dedication to duty to to stay out of, you know, obligations. But a lot of women were stuck. Like you can even hear people They'd be like, well, man, these days ain't nobody got no marriage like my grandparents did. They've been married for 50, 60 years and they still together. But I was like, have you ever asked your grandma, like, you know, did you want to be, you know, with this man all those goddamn years? Like, did you stay with him because you truly was in love with this man and you always wanted to spend the rest of your life with this man? Or was it because of security and you learned to love this man? That's true. Tone, we're going to chime you in because we can, we, can, we can argue for a minute. <laughs> I think when you said uh, women don't need men, like what that also says is like, I don't have a role. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like, what? where is my place? Like, what is it in a relationship? If you can buy everything you want. If, if it isn't my job to provide because you got it on your own anyway, like, what am I here for? Companionship. Mm. But like, what is my role? Like, okay. sometimes like we we put these roles like this person is supposed to do this, but it feels good to have a purpose. It feels mm-hmm. good to like be dependent upon or to be a part of something versus like, hey, you got yours. Like, this is just recreation time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Recreationally. Like, and yeah. I also think, man, that that happy life, happy wife is for the birds. Like, yeah. that is so for the birds. Um, <clears throat> especially like. If you get more acclimated to mental health and if you become more self-aware, you realize, yo, I need to be happy, too. Exactly. You just giving me sex ain't enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I've dated so many women these past couple of years and it's like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I've dated a lot of you. I said divorce. <laughs> so y'all know divorce. 
divorce. So, I'm sorry. I know you was going serious, but I, I couldn't help but laugh. I've dated hundreds of women. It was like a survey. Okay, I'm ready. I'm sorry. And you know. Um, yeah, go ahead, me go ahead. having like my crib, like the the me having everything that I need. You know, I keep getting all these different relationships, and everybody talking about like, you know, what what can you do for them and all this stuff. I'm like, but what what are you bringing to my life? Because yo, I'm happy by myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I could just date. Like, what is it? Like, I already don't have a role with you, but it's mm-hmm. like, what is it? You know what I'm saying? I feel like a lot of I feel like a lot of men. Like, I feel like we get to that point. Like, what is the point of being in a relationship? You know, if you don't need me, I ain't got no role with you anyway. We just, you know, we just having fun. You know what I mean? Like, there is no dependency on each other. Like, you got your career, you got your stuff, your house, your bills, your account. You don't need me. We just to go out on dates. Like, what is it that you bring in? What is it that I'm getting? What is the value? I I think that is a key. I, I love that. And I think that may be a key difference in maybe the way men and women are right, uh, wired. You know, I don't think women actually think about it like that like uh what is my role kind of you know in, in your life we we literally just want somebody to be with us type of thing mm. but me and I, and I can understand that because I, I have heard that before like I mean what you need a man for then I mean like <laughs> we just what we just having sex I, don't, I mean I can do that with anybody what's next like you know like they really I can understand a man wanting a role more so and not to be dismissed out of their you know that woman's life like if i'm the father of your child let me be the daddy if i'm you know your husband let me be your husband or let me be you know let me be there and it's hard to be there or feel like you even have a purpose there if if you're being dismissed by a woman all the time and i think that's the attitude that some some not all some women have if they got it already like i got it like what i need you for (laughs) like you know you kind of Fanning this person away as if they're like a, a gnat, like, oh, I got it. And that that's enough to make any man feel, you know, any any man or woman feel less than. If a man kept shooing me off, I would feel something, right, too, I suppose. So I can get that. I think that, I mean, it depends on the person. Because to me, I'm like, I'm independent, very independent. But I've never been that person like, I'm independent. I don't need a man. It's like, no, you don't. You don't need a man. However, you still want a man to to share. Like, because I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm independent. I'm like, yeah, I got my own place. I got my own car. I got a job. I got my own account. I got this. Da, 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 da. I got a long list of things that I, you know, that I, I, I got, but nobody to really share a space with. It's like, I'm independent. I can take out my own trash, but do I want to take out my own fucking trash? No. <laughs> I mean, I'm independent. I can take myself here and I can drive myself wherever, but it's like, do I feel like fucking driving all the time? No. I'm like, I'm independent. I can go grocery shopping. I can buy my own groceries. Do I want to carry, always be the one carrying my shit in the house? No. Like you, it's like, it's like, no, I don't need, I can do it. You know, I can do it all on my own, but do, why should you have to? Yeah. So it's like, it's still, it's still a role for you. You know, it's still a role for whomever you want to share and be in a relationship with, male, female, whichever. But I'm saying it's like, it's still a role to be played. But I mean, I think it's, we get kind of like mixed up in the mind of needing a role instead of just being, if that makes any sense. I don't think you can just be like, some somebody gonna have to do something and get it done. Like I can't, Maybe I I do need some type of definition or some consistency. Like if that's what you're gonna do, show up and do it consistently. Like 
Because the moment I feel like you sleep on the job or the moment I see nobody in your lane, I am the type of person that will jump in your lane because you wasn't in it. So now I'm in your lane and my lane. Like, if it's your lane to take out the trash, take it out. And if you if you miss taking it out, I'm going to take it out. And you know what? I'm going to dismiss you all the way out your lane until you can figure it out. And that's just the type of person I am now. I, I don't really have these problems a lot. But if if and when that problem did arise, I would take the lane over and I would just keep going with it. So you I just said like, earlier, you was like, men don't know how to be. They don't know how to say how they feel. Yeah. Right. And so if they don't know how they feel, like, I feel like men are doers. Mm. So, like, the role part is just what you do. Like, I, my grandfather, him and my grandmother was married, and, like, they were a southern couple. And mm-hmm. it's like, I don't remember him ever telling me he loved me or, you know, doing romantic stuff. Like, he was a doer. <laughs> yeah. You know, if our car broke down, she called him. Mm. And then when she called him, she got in his car and drove herself home and left him out there to figure out <laughs> what to do with the car. You know what I mean? Like, when he got paid, he came home, he gave her his check. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He took her to places. Like, when I look back on them, mm. you know, my grandfather just did. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when I look at men, like it's my job to do certain things. But then it's like when you sort of take away that role, now you're relying on them to express themselves. You know uh, what I'm saying? Like now we didn't change. Like, no, nah, I don't need you to do this. That, you know, I can take you, out my own thing and I can do I can make my own right. money. You taking away all the all the action stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so now you expect me to be emotional. Now we trying to get men to be emotionally, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, self-aware and express. That's good. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, like that's that. not how we built. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We built to do. That's very good. You know? I, I like that. But it would be helpful. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it helps to hear. Like me, I'm like, I, I like for a person to be a doer. I don't like all that. Like, oh, I, I love you. Well, show me you love me. Or I'm here for you. Like, be here for me. <laughs> like, I don't like for you to just tell me all these. Or I miss you. Show me you miss me. Like, I, I don't like for a person to just be like all the words, but sometimes the words and then followed up by action is good too, because men are, a lot of men have been wired that way, but I think the tides are changing to where they can be both. They can also be doers and also be expressors. But I, I noticed know. that back in the day, like the baby booms, like even my mom's generation, uh, well not, he wasn't, a, well, I guess my grandfather wouldn't be a baby boomer, more like a, the silent generation. He was born in like 1915 or something Jesus. like that. Yeah, I got old grandpas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, she she would always say like, no, we didn't, he didn't say he loved us. He didn't say, you know, I care about you and, you know, I'm proud of you or whatever. Like he, pro, he showed that he was proud by showing up to game events or showing up for graduation or showing up to meet your teachers. Um, he didn't say, you know, hey, uh, I got something coming as far as what I'm making for dinner. He just made dinner or he just would come in with treats and ice cream and he would just be that provider. They didn't always hear those things, but I think that it would have been helpful to still hear those things because a lot of people don't comprehend. Like people remember it in hindsight where they'd be like, you never said you loved me. But then all those actions and all that doing yeah. showed that they actually did love and care. But sometimes you do need to hear the words. Go ahead. Right, to me. Go ahead, Tom. Uh, you, you know, you kind of triggered me, right? <laughs> no, she triggered me a little bit. She triggered me a little bit. Remember I told you about the women I was dating? <laughs> I'm you sorry. Know, when you started talking about back in the day, right, and we started talking about like courting and dating, like, if I was courting you, 
I was just courting you. And it was mm-hmm. you was talking to me and I was talking to you. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, it's a competition. It's a draft. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's a like, draft. I'm not, like, if you court me, you entertain me. I know I'm not the only one you talk to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's You are in line competing. You know what I'm saying? I got to look at your Snapchats, your oh, Snapchats and see you out <laughs> at dinner. And you were taking a picture like you by yourself. Like, I, I see two glasses. Like you, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's different now because now when you're courting, you're competing. Like, I'm not finna keep, I'm not finna put you on a pedestal and then compete for your attention when I know it's not solely mine. You know what I'm saying? And I'm playing, that I'm, yeah. that I'm giving that attention to. And then I'm like, I do think I'm still a door. Like, yo, if I'm like, you don't have to, you you can tell. Like, I'm going to text you every day. I'm a want to spend time with you regardless how many how many jobs I got I'm giving you that attention but I'm like sometimes it get watered down because like I feel like in today's day and age you have so many options mm, you know what yeah. I'm saying you have so many options like when we're courting we're never just you and me and I have to be okay with knowing that it's other men now it's like why I'm only gonna go so hard for you because mm. I'm like, you're not just with me. You know what I'm saying? For you to be on somebody's Facebook, y'all have to be married with at least two kids. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're not married. You're not on her Facebook. You know what I'm saying? Right, but like, right. because you're competing. And it's like, if I got to compete for your attention, if I'm if I'm aware of who I am, if, I'm, if I am who I am, I'm not competing because I know my worth too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So then it's like, oh, you want my attention, but I don't know. I just, I'm not competing. You know what I'm saying? And so it get hard to show you and court you the right way. Because I feel like it's a competition. I feel like you're not you're not just here and we can just be. I feel like, I mean, but I feel like that could be all be settled in having a conversation. But then that's also depending on if the person wants to be completely honest. Right. Because a lot of people are not completely honest. They'd be like, am I the only person you're talking to? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but if a person really cares about the other person's choices and not taking their choices away, they would be completely and utterly honest. But then it's also hard when you're when you're single and you're just out here dating. You don't know who's you can't tell who's serious. You the, the way you tell who's serious and who you want to uh eliminate is based off of how hard that person goes for you or what you see in that person. So it's like if you like Nation, I ain't finna go hard, then it's like ugh, you probably be that person that gets dropped off that dropped off that list to where it's like, all right, well, he seems like he likes me. I like him. But he's not really making the effort. So, oop. See, it goes back to, <laughs> it's still a competition. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Back in the it's day when still- you was courting somebody, I'm dating or I'm talking to them. Talking meant y'all was together, really. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, hey, right. I'm talking to her. And y'all were just talking to each other. Y'all mm-hmm. wasn't even in a relationship. Like, now, what part are you even in a relationship? You could be dating, talking, having sex, all of that. And it's still, you still in a roster. <laughs> yeah. But how long is that phase supposed to go? Like, you know, say, for instance, like you are courting a person. Because a lot of times people um, are afraid to just court or just date just that one person because they feel like, all right, I'm like, you date this one person after, what, 30 to maybe like 90 days and it ain't shit. And you'd be like, damn, I ain't wasted this time. I could have still been, you know, just figuring out who else like this trial period. <laughs> like, damn, I ain't wasted all this time. But I'm like... Nothing is never really, I mean, honestly, nothing is ever really a waste of time. It's a lesson. Like you learning as you go along, you still learning a lesson and there's something to be learned within that time frame. But we still can't help but feeling like, you know, we've wasted our prime time or whatever on a person. So I don't know. Like I'm I'm the single a, shit is hard. I ain't used I'm, to this shit. I'm still I'm a, you know, you know, <laughs> when you know type of thing. Like any for me, any man who knows that they know that they know that they they gonna be with you, 
Like, there's no other guy that even can match up to this guy. Like, even if he only spent a week, but he know. I know I'm going to be with you, so I'm not even... I don't care who else it is. They yeah. are still putting forth... Whatever huge or little effort they put forth, I think it is something in us as women that, that knowing we know mm-hmm. that this person is going to be with us. And when men, I feel like, know when, when, they, when they know they know, they don't mm-hmm. care about all the other stuff. It's Because you ain't caring about all that. It works. You know what I mean? Like, you can only attract somebody who is on that level. If he, if he is solely just pursuing you and you only it's you will just know you will know that you don't and you want to give that person a chance because they're the only person who's giving it an earnest try because everybody you dating at that time not giving it the same earnest try they might be just you know whatever they out for the game of it all but the person who really wants a relationship you could tell because they act like it that's versus true. the person who just but it, it depends on what you're attracted to and what you attract now some some women love to say i want to settle down i want a nice a church going man that pray for me every night. <laughs> and they know they lying. Like, girl, you lying. You do not want that. You want you want a thug because you attract thugs. You want a bad boy because you attract bad boys. So I think yeah. part of that is being honest about what we want. If if we want a good guy, we really have to act like we want a good guy. We can't say we want a good guy and then act the complete yeah. opposite way. But to be to get a good guy, I feel like in order to attract a good guy, you also have to be a good woman as well. You know yeah. how you got these women like, what you bring to the table, what you bring to the table. But it has to be both parties bringing something to the table. I can't bring the table, bring the chairs, bring the, everything yeah. that goes on top of the fucking table. And you just pulling up your fucking seat to it. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. like motherfucker, bring your goddamn chair. I bring my chair. We bring some shit. And then we going to see what we going to exchange on this fucking table. Don't just be talking about something. You need me to do, 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 do. Yeah. And you just here to just reap, you know, yeah. all the fucking benefits. I feel like, I mean, at this stage, because I have been single for for a short, for a short (laughs) period of time, but I feel as though I'm not, (laughs) because I'm at, to be completely transparent, I'm like, I've been operating at a toxic level. Mm. Like I've been operating in a low vibrational space. So every single person that I have attracted towards me has been that same fucking thing and it's ugly and i'm like oh why they this 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 and why they acting like this and why they dishonest and why they lying but i'm doing the same fucking thing i'm like oh this person he must be talking to some other bitch (laughs) like i'm talking to (laughs) you talking (laughs) to somebody somebody else i'm like i don't want to but then it's also like i'm working from a selfish space too so i'm like i want to be that person only but they not mine Mm -hmm. so but it's like you have to be ready yeah in that space to attract what's good for you. Like you will see it once you're ready to see it in yourself and, and be a better person and be a little bit more whole within yourself so. and hold your, hold that mirror up and talk to yourself and all that stuff. And you will see it. Then you will start to attract what's meant for you to be in that good, healthy space. But until then shit, it's going to all be trash. I agree. I just want to say, all the women I've been dating dope as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I've been high vibration over here. My ex-wife dope. <laughs> and all those in between. Because <laughs> you dope. That's right. right. I'm just saying, I attract dope people. Yeah, I, I attract, attract dope people. <laughs> but if they dope, you, but you're still single. Yeah. Oh, okay. But see, because what I'm looking for, <laughs> see, if we turn the corner, because I'm looking for compatibility. 
I'm not looking to mold and change anybody. You know what I mean? No. Like, if you had enough, you know what I'm saying? Like, now it's like, you know, like, people be trying to, what's that, what's that? Compromise. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm getting too much into my groove. Like, I need somebody that's already on the same wavelength. I'm not trying to compromise and meet in the middle and have a meeting of the minds. Right, right. I'm really looking for compatibility. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, and when you start to, like, really love yourself and you don't need, you know what I'm saying? When you don't need somebody, like, man, it be sometimes you competing with me. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, do I want to stay at home all night and just chill or go by on a bike ride or something like that? Or do I want a cake? You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes <laughs> yeah. when you become, like, when you make yourself happy, like, it's different. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. then it's like you, I didn't got used to, like, filling in voids. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Where it's like, I'm really good. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, you know, all right, well, you know, some company would be nice or some some intimacy would be nice. But it's like, yo, I'm really good. Just on my own. And then that comes to like, what are you here for? Like, what are you bringing to me for me to want to be in a relationship when it's like, yo, I can be self-fulfilling, you know what I'm saying, by myself. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I like that. I like yeah. that. I think that goes both ways. I think, I think you know, all of us have that. When we can be self-fulfilled, it is what it is. And I think it's easier to be in relationships at that time. Like you said, you attract dope people. But <laughs> that's probably because you you good either way. Like, whether they stay you good or whether they leave you good. Like, it's not like it's this uh, pool of attraction. Like, no, nah, I want to be with somebody. I want to be with somebody. It's like, you here? No. You gone? Oh, man, okay. I'll see you tomorrow then. You're like, it's more of that than like, ain't even call me back. You know, that type of thing. So I think I think it's your mindset at that point in time. But when you are elevating at that, I think when you you, you vibrating at like a high vibration, you you know what you're going to bring in. Like, I think you know you're not going to bring in nobody that's not. And if you are with somebody that's not, it ends up just not working out on its own. Like, it sorts itself out. They say that we grow with the with the tear and let them grow together or whatever. Like, that's how that works. I think you just end up, it separates itself. For good or bad, it might hurt, but it separates itself because that's not where you're going to end up being at. So, I think that's a good thing. It's a wonderful thing. Yeah, that if shit. you vibrate, but yeah, you can't be vibrating trash things. Wait, damn! Was that a direct? <laughs> that was a direct, direct fucking attack. Look, I, I've already <laughs> sat with myself and realized I had some real fuckingizations. Like, God, damn! <laughs> I know. Look, I know my shit. I know. It's, look, I, I'm a work in progress. Just so everybody knows, we I'm, all are. I'm a work in progress. We all continue to be working. I'm fucking with you. We all, we all, we all working every day towards. Towards this outcome. Okay. Now we wanted to hit on a relationship topic uh right quick because we knew well not right quick, but extensively, <laughs> apparently, because we knew um that's why we actually brought you on the show in the beginning. Because we need a male perspective sometime when it comes to relationships and how the male mind thinks about these things. But we always talk shit. Ron can tell you. Our, our engineer get an earful every week. Cause he did this. But um you know, we need that other perspective sometimes because I see him keep nodding too at you. The engineer, like, yeah, like, man. Yeah. See, that's You're right. That's what I've been trying to tell him for weeks. For weeks. Like, right. Compromise. 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 Yeah, that's right. That's I need to about. give and take. So, yeah, I, I we can appreciate the male perspective <laughs> on relationships because, you know, as women, we do kind of get caught up in our own worlds and, you know, what we got going on. And men sometimes don't really, like you said, like I said, we both said earlier, if they don't vocalize a lot, they're more doers. We do have to wait and look for the action. Like, sometimes we're impatient, right? Because we want you to do it right now. Tell me you're about to do it or tell me what you're working on. 
versus him actively doing and we just have to wait and see what he's doing. And I had to learn this too, like in my marriage. Like I can't just be like, well, what you working on? What you doing? What you thinking about? Did you do it already? Well, I'm going to do it then. Versus him saying, look, you, you already told me you brought me a problem. Let me, give me a chance to fix it. Let me work on it. Let me work my avenues. Then I'll fix it. Because there's nothing worse than me asking him to fix something and then be like, I did it. Then he'd be like, what? What? <laughs> like, what? why would you do that? Mm-hmm. Like, that, it's like a slap in the face to him because I did something that I, I and I came to him before with a problem. And then I acted like I was too good or I brushed him off like, I'll do it myself. Or I'll find somebody else to know how to do it instead of giving him a chance to be the doer. So, I got, I got a lot of, um, I hang with a lot of older. I was raised by my grandparents, so mm, a lot of my you. friends are older. Like <laughs> most of my friends are like forty plus, mm. and all of them married. And mm. like from the one, from the way it looks, it's like they all have roles, mm. and they all are sacrificing. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like I get to do what I want to do, mm. but like the men that I know that are happy married, they're happy in those roles. They're happy doing because like they have to give up everything that they want to do for their wife, for their home. You know what I'm saying? And it, but it goes back to having duty and having a role. You know what I'm saying? Where they don't mind, hey, they can't just do whatever, go out of town and stay out all night. Like, no, nah, I got to get back to my wife. You tripping. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> right. but it goes back to a role and duty. Like, all the ones that I know, like, no, nah, yeah. they they don't have as much freedom and there's sacrifice in them. But I feel like, they, like they're, uh, they're paid in, like, knowing that they're the man of the house, knowing that they're paid in, like, leadership and, like, that they matter. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, they matter to somebody. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Versus... It's not an option. You know and, what I'm saying? And that way is not a sacrifice anymore, though. It's it's just it's just what we're doing out of love, you know? Because, yeah. like, we sacrifice, too. You know, I, I can't just up and go. I was joking with Tanisha and about Halloween parties. In my mind, Halloween parties is for single people. Like, <laughs> like you ain't going to really find too many married people at a Halloween party dressed like a sexy kitten. Like, it's just not going to happen. So, was like, they was, they was preparing. For, and mm-hmm. I had told them earlier, like, nah, I don't think I'm really going to do the Halloween. Because I already know that's what Halloween parties is for. And it's funny because the joke <laughs> came out after that that people kept saying... Hey, if she was at a Halloween party this weekend, leave her alone, fam. She ain't wife worthy. Like, cause, <laughs> because single people go to Halloween parties to no, me, right? It was like, if she wasn't, if she, if she wasn't at a Halloween party this weekend, yeah. wife her. Right. I was like, damn, <laughs> right? Because I, I was definitely over there, like, hey, like, let my drink some ass out. Because I feel like, I mean, but some, and it's not like I really vocalized that to her, or anybody else, but like in in the back of. People mind married people or people in a relationship, they know what's acceptable and what's not, like where they could possibly find trouble at and where it ain't gonna be no trouble at. Like Halloween party sounds like trouble. I'ma be cool, you know, or you know, things like that. So I think we we, we automatically know uh what things to to sacrifice, so to speak, in order to cause I can't be out with Tanisha them all the time. You know, I got a family at the crib. I got a I got a I got a small child, husband at the house, and I'm happy being there. And same thing for him. He can't be in the streets doing a tootsie roll on the top of a bar. It's not going to happen. I feel like my when it comes down to me personally, I'm going to need somebody that's like... Going to go to a Halloween like, party with you? I mean, no, not go to a Halloween <laughs> party with me or whatever, but just be extraordinary because I like my freedom. And it's going to be... It's, it's just going to be a weird pairing because it's like I don't like to be told what to do, where to be, how to do it. Da, da, da. I'm like, so it's going to be really... And I might have to, you know, change or maybe see some other quirks or whatever within myself and sit with it. But for the most part, I've been like this throughout 
my attack. Uh, shit, I don't know. That's probably yeah. why I'm not married. But, <laughs> but it won't be a sacrifice anymore. But it's not a sacrifice. But if somebody already knows that I like, like, I like when... To be with somebody, then I also like my freedom, but I also would like to be trustworthy because I am pretty, I'm very loyal. Mm. So it's like they have to be a very secure individual to where it's like, all right, I'm going to a Halloween party with my girls, but just know I'm going to be on my P's and Q's, but I will have fun. Mm -hmm. They have to be secure thinking like, okay, so she's going there, she's going to have fun, but she's going to come home tonight and we're going to be together. Or... Also have a person, have a partner to where I'd be like, hey, I'm going to come with you. I am going to turn up with you. Maybe we could do a custom, a couple's costume or whatever have you. But they have to be okay with me liking my freedom and not necessarily being tied down. Not tied down to where it's like I'm going to be with other people, but like tied down to where I don't have no feeling like I have restraints. Yeah, it's funny that you heard restraints when I said that. See, that that's, <laughs> that's the difference though. No, I'm just saying that's the difference because... To me, it wasn't a restraint or or maybe I felt like I was restraining myself. I didn't feel any of that. It was just I knew where I would rather be. That's the difference in, you know, in the relationship versus the non-relationship, you know, because if you come from a place where I know what I don't want, I know what I don't want, I know what I don't want. I think that's what you attract, what you don't want instead of what you actually want. Like, I would want him to be at the party with me or I want this, I want that. Instead of, a, I don't want nobody to strain my freedom, I don't want nobody to do this. It's like, no, we're just enjoying life together versus, you know. That's what I want. I want somebody to enjoy life with me. I don't like to be bored. <laughs> I hate routine. And it's hard for me to keep a routine in my own life, but that's just how that's just how I'm set up. I'm like, I don't like to be bored. I don't like to just be sitting somewhere. Like even time, like even when I have like a day off, my day off is never a day off where I'm just sitting, just not doing it. I think I feel like the longest I ever sat down and not really even sat down was the time that I had COVID. Yeah. I was forced yeah. to sit the fuck down because I couldn't go to stores. I couldn't go mingle. I couldn't go to a friend's house. I couldn't be like, well, since I'm home quarantining, I can get all of this shit done. That shit was like the worst fucking thing for me. Yeah. Like it was the worst. But I'm like, whenever I have a time off, I'm like, all right, I got to go do this. I got to do this. I hate sitting still. And then I hate to be with like a homebody. Like mm -hmm. I can sit at home. I can watch, you know, Netflix and watch a whole series or whatever. But I'm like, when I'm ready to get up and do shit, I want to go get up and do shit. I don't want a person that sit around, nap all the fucking time, sleep all the goddamn time, <laughs> sit here, play a video game or just do a whole bunch of like dumb shit. Like just sitting, <laughs> just sitting all the fucking time. Like, can I say I, something? Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's part of like my divorce was like, because I always got into trouble. So, wait, we're going to stop you right there. Just hold that thought, and we're going to bring you back for a part two because it's just way too good. So, just everybody stay tuned and wait for part two is coming. You can stay up to date by visiting our website at combatdivaspodcast.net. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Combat Divas Podcast. On Twitter at Combat Divas Pod 1. Be sure to like and subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. Combat Divas, stomp your left, right, left, Combat Divas.